All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can build you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. Amen. 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 Ha. That sounds so... All right, Romans 12 verse 2, walking in the spirit. Romans 12 verse 2, walking in the what? The spirit. He says, are you there? He says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may be able to approve what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So we said that um, uh, walking in the Spirit views with the believer and that the believer lives in the world of his own philosophies, principles, mode of behavior, and as a result of his very social interactions, other activities, is en other activities that he's engaging on a daily basis, there is a tendency for the believer in Christ to pattern his lifestyle after the system of this world. So that would mean that if we as believers, we are not careful, there is a tendency for us to pattern our life according to the patterns of this world, according to the dictates of this world, according to the fashions of this world, according to how the system of the world is operating. Does that make sense? So as believers, we must not be conformed. And I said the word conform is from the Greek word shusimatizo. Shusimatizo in the Greek, it implies to act like to assume a form to remake oneself into what what is not to act like to assume a form to remake oneself into what one is not to look for another pattern or to be fashioned like another i'll say it again to act like shutsimatizo in the greek conformed to act like to assume a form, to remake oneself into what one is not, to look for another pattern, or to be fashioned like another. And that word shutimatizo, I said to you, I said it is used to describe a lifestyle. Now, what does lifestyle mean? Can somebody tell me what lifestyle means? A way of living? A mode of life. So, should simatizo. So, when the Bible is saying, now look at how, now we we're just studying recently and I was showing you the usage of word now. Now, if you see the word conformed now in the proper English, you just say, ah, for me not to conform myself to this thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, in looking at it in the proper way of context, it is used to describe, so now we, we go back to, we, what we did now is going back to the Greek to see the usage and how the word, you know. Now, in, in Bible study, there is also the context of the word. So we go back, when, when we study now, we go back to the word of the author. Now, what we, had, what we did now is to go back to Paul's word when Paul was writing to, to, to Rome. What does Shusimatizo mean in his own world? Are you getting me? Now, you know, Fufu now, in yesteryears, simply means swallow. Um, I mean, Fufu just simply means there's a food called Fufu. I mean, in Africa. There's, I mean, that, I hated it because the smell, if, if the tin touch your hand, and you did not wash your hand, or you did not make it well, or it's fermented, and the smell can stay on your hand for at least one week. Fufu. But now, that was yesteryears. You know, there are still some parts now in Africa or in Nigeria who still see Fufu as Fufu, pounded yam, Amala. 
Ituo. Which other native food again is there? Eba. Semo. Wheat. I hate that one. <laughs> That's what I eat. I, I remember in secondary school, they used to Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, wheat and okra soup. I don't like it. I don't like it. Then they'll give us. Ah. <coughs> 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 So see, pastors just keep coughing like this. So I would just say, let's go home. It's not possible. <laughs> Alright, so they give us that one. In, in Saturday afternoon, they give us wheat. Then in the night, I like Saturday night. Rice and beans and sauce. Ah! Everybody, I was dining prefect. I don't struggle to send people to the hall on Saturday night. Everybody is excited to come and eat. But that Saturday afternoon, everybody is dragging their feet. Sinobensi, Sinobensi, leave us alone. Sinobensi, everybody is dragging their feet. Nobody wants to go and eat wheat. But Friday, Saturday night, everybody is to disappear into the dining hall like rapture. <laughs> so, now, remember. So, now, what was I saying? Fufu now is now a generic word. For any swallow food now in the Western world today. So now, if you want to really understand, if we now want to do a, a study on fufu now, you know you have to go back to the world where that <laughs> fufu came from to see what the real fufu means. You know, if you say, you know now in the United States now, if you say fufu now, fufu can mean pandediam, fufu can mean amala, fufu can mean eba. Fufu can mean anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if you go to Amalaskai in Ibadan, <laughs> ah, there's one place in Abuja. That's even one of the reasons I must enter Abuja next year. By the power of God's spirit. Somebody say amen. Amen. Ah, there's food and there's food. Men of God. Ah. Ah, as I'm, as I'm telling you, I'm, I'm salivating, I'm feeling hungry for that food. There's food and there's food. I don't know why I can't go there. Ah, but next year, by the power of God's spirit. If it's that we have to do ministry in Abuja, just because of that food. I forgot what they, they call it the nest, Amala. But it's not Amala, they are saying there's pandediam, there's jollof rice, there's rice and beans, there's everything. Anything you want is there. And my God. My, and it's very cheap. It's not like all these restaurants that their food is not sweet and they are selling their food super expensive. You know, it's, once, a, once a restaurant is that expensive like that, just know that the food is not sweet. But a cheap one. So, back to what I'm saying. But anyway. So, when we see Fufuna in the restaurant world now, if the Western world really want to understand Fufu now, they have to go back to the world where the word came from and truly understand it, right? That is exactly how to study the scripture. So when we go to the Greek now, our own responsibility now is to go back to Paul's word to check how did Paul use the word shusimatizo. Are you seeing it now? So how did he use the word? It was used to describe a lifestyle in his own world. So now, when he was writing and saying, do not be conformed to this world, can we safely say, don't adjust the pattern of your life to the system of this world? Can we say that? Can we say that? We will understand that Romans 12 too very well now. So when he says, and be not conformed to this world, can we say, he was talking about, hey, don't let your lifestyle, don't zag. Can we say that? Can we say, don't... Can we say don't zag, right? Can we say don't do piercing all through your body? Those of you who pierce their ear, pierce, pierce their belly, pierce their tongue. Pierce their nose, pierce their tip of the nose, pierce even the, their, tongue, their, their lips. They, they pierce their chin. 
Oh, Samson. You know, they, they even pierce their teeth. Yeah, this I've seen some people. This, the gum, they pierce it too. They pierce their nipples, pierce everything. So can we say Paul was writing to their own world then, and it's applicable to our world too? Shusimatizo, are you seeing it? It's describing a lifestyle. Are you seeing it? So now, as believers, we live in the world where. If we are not careful, like I said, if we are not careful, we will accept many things as norm. And say, ah, what's the big deal? You know, that, you know, Christians now can tattoo their body and their choir leaders. All in the name of, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Pastors today are tattooing their body. You know why? They want to conform to the world because they want to reach the world. They feel like if they can tattoo their body, more people will come to church. They will now have a lot of unserious Christians who now come to church. They just wear boots, wear things, and they're not looking, looking like you like this, shaking their head in service, pressing phone. They are tweeting the service in you know, as service is coming, they are tweeting it. They say, Pastor says, so as, I'm, as I just said, like this, they just say, Wow, you, you have quickly tweeted, tweeted it. Wow, I never knew that Shusimatizo, it means to describe their lifestyle. What a word. You just press the tweet, beam. Or you take a picture and post it on Instagram. What a wow, what a word. To learn more, join in. <laughs> now, our world in 2022, we are not seeing a battle in those things again. We are already accepting it as norm. No. Paul said, be not conformed. That's an instruction in the scriptures. So that means we must not act like, right? Right? We must not assume a form, right? We must not remake ourselves into what, what is not. We must not look for another pattern. And we must not be fashioned like another. Peter used the same word, I told you also in, in 1 Peter 1 verse 14. Peter used the same word in 1 Peter 1 verse 14. 1 Peter 1 verse 14. Are you there? First Peter 1 Peter 1.14 It says As obedient children not fashioning yourself according to what? The former lost in your ignorance. Can we say former lost in your ignorance is the life you were living before you got born again? That is it. So we said, as believers, we must fashion our pattern, fashion our life according to the details of this world. Because we are obedient children. Say, I'm an obedient children. Say, I'm an obedient child. So, and I told us, I said, that there is a clear distinction in humanity. And the, we have the believer, the one who is saved by faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is a child of God who has received the indwelling of the Spirit, we have the believer. Two, we have the unbeliever, the child of disobedience, whose desire and action are under the influence of the prince of the power of the air, you know, and that is before salvation. I told us, I said, before salvation, our desires and lifestyle were a function of the influences received from the world. So before salvation, you and I could easily, could easily use curse words, right? You use the F word, right? You use those words. You could easily use those words before salvation. But now that we are saved, now that we are believers, we can't use that anymore. 
because we are child, we are children of disobedience. We are children of obedience. Are you getting what I'm saying? Our life has been changed. So now, when you find a believer using curse words, getting angry unnecessarily, doing things anyhow, can we say he is fashion? He's a Christian, but he is still fashioning his life like his former lost. Can we say that? Can we say he's conforming? Can we say that? So when we find a Christian tattooing his body, can we say he is conforming? Yes, when we find a Christian who is trying to join the LGBTQ community, can we say he is conforming? Yes, when we find a Christian who is trying to... He is saying he is no bad gang. They don't use... <laughs> Those are the most serious people for me. The guy who formed the Nobel Gang has a master's degree. <laughs> and those that follow him don't even have, don't even have school sat. <laughs> are you guys what I'm saying? So if you find somebody who say, no, I only Zach, we are Nobel Gang. Can we say they are conforming? Yeah. So when you find a woman... You know, they used to, used to, they used to pierce this side too. What, what, what they call this part of the body? Eyebrow. Eyebrow. They pierce it. They pierce everything. So we tattoo their eyes, tattoo everything. Can we say they are conforming? No. Are they still Christians? Are they still Christians? Yes, they are. But Christians who are not growing, who are conforming. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the difference. That's the difference. And we must not be like that. We must not be like that. Tell your neighbor, say, you must not be like that. Tell your neighbor, say, I don't want to see you conforming. You're not saying like you mean it. I don't want to. So we studied a whole lot of that. But today, just because of our time, let's go to the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 20. Verse 22. Let's see the fruit of the Spirit. We are still studying walking in the Spirit. I think this is the sixth session, right? Yes, sir. Mm. Galatians 5, verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. In verse 3, Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Verse 24, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also do what? Walk in the Spirit. Now, the word fruit is translated from the Greek word kapos. K-A-R-P-O-S. Kapos. K-A-R-P-O-S. 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 Kapos, right? Say kapos. All right. That's the word fruit. Now, let's see. This is Bible seminar. Let's see where it was used. Are you ready? Fastest opener. Are you ready? We'll do this in Galatians 3 verse 10. No, Matthew 3 verse 10. Not Galatians. Let's see where it was used. <laughs> Who is there? Who? All right, there's no winner yet. Matthew 3 verse 10, it says, And now also is the axe laid onto the root of the trees. Wherefore, therefore, every tree which bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So now we can see carpus there in the, in the word um, fruit, right? Every that bringeth forth not that not bring it not forth good fruit. Are you seeing it there? Kapos. Matthew 7 17. You there? Alright. Look at it, verse 17. It says, Every f- so even so, every good tree bringeth forth what? Good kapos. It bringeth forth good fruits. Now, wait. Before I even tell you what it means. I want you to tell me what it means. I, I want to teach you something. 
I want you to tell me what fruit means before I tell you what it means by you just seeing what it was used like. Now, let's read this one again. Even so, every good tree, I told you that the Greek word for fruit is kapos, right? Yes, sir. Now, let's see. And I sh I'm showing you where it was used. Because scripture will explain scripture, Abby. Yes, Are you getting what I'm saying? All right. Now, so if, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Can you tell me what fruit now means? If you are, if you sure you die, stop, come to me here. Come out here and say it. Ah. No. Read it again. I like the word result. I like the word result. But look at, let's look at it again. Look at the verse 17. Every good tree bringeth forth what? But a corrupt tree bringeth forth what? Alright, let's look at another test. It will help you. Keep your mind somewhere. It will help you. Matthew 12, verse 33. Matthew 12, verse 33. Matthew 12, verse 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his what i like the word influence no don't forget we are studying in relation to the fruit of the spirit we've already seen listen we've already seen the fruit of the spirit is love joy in galatians 5 then we want to study what the word fruit means. And I already told you the Greek word. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is a fruit in the spirit of the spirit that every believer has. I like that word. I like that word, action. But we'll see. Eh? Mm, mm. Let's look at another text. Ephesians 5 verse 9. But look, put your hand on this Matthew 12. We'll come back to this Matthew 12. Go to, let's go to Ephesians 5 verse 9. I'm training you on something. Ephesians 5 verse 9. Because you are ministers of the gospel so that you help your mind. Ephesians 5 verse 9. Ephesians 5 verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So he used the word the fruit of the Spirit here again. Now let's go back to that Matthew 12, verse 33, I read it again. Matthew 12, verse 33. He says, either make the tree good and this fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his what? So there is a tree. So now look at that tree that is outside now. And they said the tree is known by its fruit. Now this is even before I tell you what it means now. What does that mean? And the believer... As the fruit of the spirit, the spirit of God. you are you, you think academically, think academically, think academically. I like that word. That's lineage. She said lineage. I like that word. So now, what does it mean? In the text that we just saw, it was used for man's action. It's, so when they say they, they say fruit, it was used for mass action, both his good deeds and evil deeds. So that means if there is a tree, it is what you plant with the tree that will come out. Are you seeing it? If you plant orange, you expect orange. If you plant an orange seed, you expect an orange seed, right? Right? If you plant an apple seed, you expect an apple seed. So that shows that and in the text we saw we saw that there was a tree and there is a fruit that means it will either bring out good fruit or bad fruit are you seeing it now so i say it is used for man's action so how was it used the word fruit was used for man's action both for good deeds and evil deeds not for what grew on the natural tree. That's not what it's used for. Not for what grew on the natural tree. It was just used for man's action. Something that springs up for man. You know, 
if you are taught mass all through your life, everything will be like calculation to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting are you getting it? That is it. Now, it was also used for lineage. Look at Acts 2. I like that's why I said I like that word. Lineage. Acts 2, verse 30. Are you getting me, guys? Or am I, am I confusing anyone? Eh? Alright. Matthew 20, verse... Matthew, Acts 2, not Matthew. Acts 2, verse 30. Acts 2, verse 30. Look at something. It says, Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath, oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh... He will raise up Christ to sit on the throne. Can we say lineage in this scripture? Lineage descent, right? Because it says from the fruit of his loin, he will raise up Christ from that same lineage. Are you seeing it? Now, look at it in Romans 6 verse 21. Let's see another place it was used. Romans 6 verse 21. Romans 6 21. Romans 6 verse 21. It says, what fruits are ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. So now, here it was used to refer to the result of their shameful act. In the sense of, it says, what fruits are ye then in those things? That is, what, what did this produce? And that are ye not ashamed of it? So it was used for their shameful act in this Romans 6 verse 20. Two, that is a shameful out of them being made from sin, holiness, everlasting life, and becoming the servant of God. Look at it in Romans 15, verse 28. Romans 15, verse 28. It says, When therefore I have performed this and sealed them, this fruit, and I will come by you in Spain. Now look at in First Corinthians nine seven. Who is there? Who? Okay, yeah, they got it. First Corinthians nine seven. It says, "Who goeth a warfare at any time at his own charges? Who planted a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth the flock?" And eateth not of the meek of the flock. So now Paul was speaking concerning eating of the fruit of the vineyard, and that was referring to a particular fruit. Now, but let's see. Now that means referring to a particular fruit that was produced in the vineyard. Now, but let's see how it was used in Ephesians 5 verse 9 again. Let's go back to that Ephesians 5 verse 9. So you see, scripture upon scripture, Abby. Mm, that's how to study the Bible. Look at Ephesians 5 verse 9. It says, For the fruit of the Spirit is goodness and righteousness and truth. Now, let's look at the preceding text. Let's look at verse 8. It says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Then he now told us. So now that we mean, he was referring to the result of being a child of light, right? Guys, look at verse 8. Let's read from verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness. Can we say the unbelief? Can we say that's when you were an unbeliever? Abby? Can we say that? That you were in sometimes in darkness as an unbeliever. In us is but now you are now what? Guys, you are now what? Light in the Lord. In us is walk as what? Look at what in us is in verse 9. In us is for this truth. You know, he brackets it. When you put something in parenthesis, it means a further explanation, Abby. Guys, English student, further explanation. You know, so now, in us is for the fruit of this way. Can we say, as a result of us walking in the light, as a result of us now living in the light, this is the fruit? Can we say that? How many of you agree? Let me see your hands. Okay. So that shows, as a result of being a child of the light, we, as children, we express the fruit of the light. 
So we can say the fruit of the Spirit now is the fruit of the light of the gospel. Can we say that? As a result of this text. Can we say that? Ah, guys. You guys are too quiet. Can we say that? Alright. Look at Philippians 1 verse 22. It's going to make sense now. Philippians 1 verse 22. Are you there? Philippians is after Ephesians. You know, look at what it says. It says, but I live in the flesh. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of what? Yet, what I shall choose, what not. Now, Paul was referring to the result of his labor in ministry in this text. But he says something. He said, if I live in the flesh. Now, look at where he started from. Look at verse 21. So that you will see how the statement started. He said, for me to live is what? And for me to die is what? But he now says, if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of what? Now, he was talking about his ministry here. Now, look at Philippians 4, verse 17. Look at, just flip. Philippians 4, verse 17. He now says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. He says, I desire fruit. Now, Paul was not talking about money or material thing here. Because they were sent from the church at Philippi and all of those things. But he says, I desire fruit. Now, can we say the fruits are men, the reward of his ministry? In this place. Okay. Look at Hebrews 12 verse 11. Hebrews 12 verse 11. Who is there? Hebrews 12 11. Who is there? You there? All right. He says, now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, he yielded what? Let's read together. He yielded what? You're not, you are not loud. He yielded what? He yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So that means, if you have listened to Christ with the school of love, I explained this word chastening, what it does. Now, it says, now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous. So, can it be no suffering of now or no correction seemeth to be joyous, but grievous? Nevertheless, it yielded peaceable fruit or righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. And it, so, now, we can safely say fruit now is referred to as righteousness in this, in this text because it's yielding to righteousness. It's making you act right. Now, look at James 3, verse 18. Just flip back again. James 3, 18. Who is there? Is everybody there? James 3, 18. Who is there? Everybody is there, right? Just flip it. After Hebrews is James. This is, it says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown. It says, the fruit of what? Righteousness. Is sown in peace of them that make peace. So now, the word fruit, so therefore now, the word fruit should be interpreted in context. You know what we did now? We went through the New Testament, books of the scripture, to see how fruit was used in different contexts. Now, you see that Paul used fruit as a reward of ministry, right? We saw that, um, we saw that it was used for lineage and descent in Acts 2. We saw that it was used as someone being made free from sin in Romans 6. We saw that it was referring to the service of the saints in Jerusalem in Romans 15. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, we've seen different ways it was used. So, the word fruit, kapos now, should be interpreted in context. It should be understood that... Now, fruit can be better understood as the result... Or product of something. I'll say it again. Fruit can be... Now, in all the scriptures we saw, you will see it as a result or a product of something. It can also refer to mass action or conduct. I'll, talk, I'll come again. I said, the word fruit 
that is Kapos 9 in the Greek has to be interpreted contextually. Are you seeing it? Because it was used in different ways in the scriptures. But it means it can be better understood as the result or product of something. And it can also refer to man's action or conduct. I don't know if you believe, I don't know if you see that now. It can also refer to man's action or what? Or conduct. Now let's go back to our Galatians 5 and let's now go and see where we want to study. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is what? No law. Now, look at something. Observe the word fruit there. That word fruit in verse 22 has a definite article. And that definite article is the word D. T-H-E. D. Now, we've seen the meaning of fruit. We said it means a product or a result of something. And it can also refer to man's action and conduct. Are we getting it? Now, so he used the definite article D here. And the meaning of the word fruit can be now, as a result of this text, that the result of the indwelling of the spirit can you see because we are looking at walking in the spirit look at the progression of how we started this study we're looking at walking in the spirit right then in in verse 16 look at verse 16 of that same galatians 5 it says this i then say walk in the spirit are you seeing it and ye shall not fulfill what the loss of the flesh. Then in 22, he now tell us, the fruit, can we say, the result of the indwelling of the Spirit is love? Can we say that? We remember we said, what does fruit mean? The result or product of something, right? So can we say the product of our Spirit? You know, we have the indwelling of the Spirit with us, Right? We are born again and the Spirit of God is in the believer. So can we say the result of what is in the believer today is love, peace, joy? Can we say that? Can we say the actions of our spirit is love, joy, peace? The conduct of our spirit is that. Can we say that? I mean, if you agree, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands if you agree with that. Alright, cool. So, Paul was referring to the result of the new birth. He was referring to the result of the new birth. So therefore, the work of the believer, remember this series is titled The Walk, Walking in the Spirit. So the work of the believer in the spirit today, so we have been trying to get to in the last five sections, Explaining to you all of those things, we have been trying to get to you is this. That the result of our spirit, the product and the actions of our spirit is love. Are you seeing it? So why do you have the indwelling of the spirit? The product of it, what it should produce is love, joy, peace, temperance. Are you seeing it? So therefore, the work of the believer in the spirit so you're walking the spirit today. So when Paul tells us walk in the spirit, can we see it now that the real exact walking in the spirit now is walking in love, as we have seen in Christ, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Can we see that? Mm-hmm. So, he used that word. So, if you look at in Galatians, in this same Galatians 5, verse 22 to 24 now, he used the word joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. And that, he uses that to express the believer's nature of love. So, can we say, remember, some of you in, I think, section 4, I explained to you, what happened in Egypt? Can we say, 
And I showed you how they worked in the flesh in Egypt. Can, you, can we say now that when they left Egypt, this is what they're supposed to walk into? How many of you have listened to section 4? And this is section 4 or section 3? I don't know. I can't remember which one exactly. Where I explained the work of the flesh from the Old Testament. Right? So now, when they got to the promised land, can we say they were supposed to express this nation? Because that is the nature of the spirit. Are you seeing it now? Mm. So the believer's love walk is the walk in the spirit. The walk is in our new nature in Christ. The walk in our new nature in Christ. The walk in our new nature in Christ. Look at Romans 6 verse 4. Romans 6 verse 4. Romans 6 verse 4. Romans 6 verse 4. It says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should do what? Walk in the newness of life. And what does walk mean? I explained walk to us and I said, walk simply means, what did I, I mean if you can remember what I explained walk as. Treading on the path. Right? I don't know if you remember. Oh, you guys can't remember. Tread on a path created for one. Mm-hmm. We showed that one again. So I said walk. It means to tread on a path created for one. To conduct oneself. That's the meaning of walk. Treading on a path. So walking in the spirit. We can simply say to walk in the spirit means to tread on a path that is created for one to conduct oneself in a manner so that is to walk in the spirit like i said means to conduct one thoughts words lifestyle from the spirit and now what are the activities or the actions of our spirit what are they love right joy peace Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. All right? Those are the result. And now in this Romans 6, verse 4, now, it says we should walk in the what? Newness of life. Can we say the newness of life is the spirit? The newness of life is the spirit. Because the spirit is life. The life is the spirit. The spirit is life. Look at Romans 8, verse 10. Romans 8, verse 10. It says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is what? Life. So can we say the life is the spirit, the spirit is life? Life, right? Because of righteousness. So walking in the newness of life is walking in what? The spirit. Walking in the newness of life is walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. Look at Romans 6, verse 5. Romans 6, verse 5. We're going to have a long read. I want us to read it together. Romans 6, verse 5. Leave it this way. This way. Romans 6, verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness, are you, are you following me? We are about to have a long read. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is what? Is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, are we dead with Christ? Yeah, you died when you got born again. 
So if we be dead in Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, and dieth, death hath no dominion over him. Verse 10. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but he that liveth, he liveth unto God. I'm reading Romans 6. Romans 6. Now look at it, verse 11. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Verse 12. Let not sin reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in, his, in the lost thereof. Verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instrument of righteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Look at verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, ye are not under the law, but under grace. Verse 15. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. Know ye not that whom ye, to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey is servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were, ye were the servant of sins, but ye have obeyed from your heart the form of doctrine which has delivered you. In verse 18, being then made free from sin, ye became servants of righteousness. In verse 19, it now says, I speak after the manner of men, because of the infirmity of your flesh, that as ye have yielded your members servants of uncleanness to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so yield your, your members servants to righteousness, unto what? Holiness. So you will notice in verse 5, in Romans 5, in Romans um, Romans 6 now, he was explaining certain things to us. But look at in verse 5. Look at Romans 5 verse 10. He says, but if when we were reconciled, we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more be reconciled, we shall be saved by what? His life. So that shows by faith in the gospel, the believer is identified in the resurrection. Do you notice something in that Romans 6 that we read? That the believer now has a unique identification with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. It says we died with him. That is the word identification. We are buried. We rose again with him. So that shows we will also do this. Are you seeing it? So he was not telling us to yield our mortal self. So the believer is alive with God in Christ. We are alive unto God in Christ. So the believer is to know this fact. So you and I, we are to know this fact and we are to regularly feed on this fact. So now, based on the fact that we know this, based on the fact that we know that we died with him, we're buried with him, we're raised with him, we are to yield ourselves. Are you seeing it? So it's a conscious effort. We yield ourselves, we yield our members. That's why you notice in that Romans 6, verse 13, 16, 19 of that place, says he used the word yield. And that word yield in the Greek is from the word paristemi. Paristemi. P-A-R-I-P-A-R-I-S-T-E-M-I. Paristemi. P-A-R-I-S-T-E-M-I. 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 Paris and temi. So that's what yield. It implies to exhibit, to show, display, substantiate. I'll come again. Parasystemy, that is the word yield. It implies to exhibit, to show, to display, to substantiate. And he was referring to the believer's conduct. Now let's read verse 13 where it says, Neither yield yourself. Now let's look at your Bible. Look at your Bible. Let's 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 do a quick analysis to see how the word yield is used and how it fits in. 
We said the word yield is the Greek word parastemi, right? And it implies to exhibit, to show, to display, to substantiate. And I said it was referring to what? The believer's conduct, right? Now, look at it in verse 13 where it was used. It says, neither yield ye your members as instrument. So can we say, neither ye display your members, right? Neither ye so, um, show, exhibit, right? Right, guys? Because it is describing the believer's what? Conduct. Now look at in verse 16. It says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself. So can we say, to whom you display yourself? To whom you show yourself? Can we say, to whom you substantiate yourself? To whom you exhibit? Are you seeing it? Look at in verse 19. He now says, I speak as the man of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, for as ye have yielded your members servants to a clean. Can we say, can we say, show or displayed yourself servant to, to, to uncleanliness? Can we say that? Exactly. So Paul used the thumb, walk in the newness of life. He told us to walk in the newness of life, walk in the spirit, to refer to the believer's conduct, which is a result of his nature. So, and the believer's conduct, where is he located at? Where is he, where's the believer's, where's the believer's conduct located at? In the spirit. His, his nature, he locates the believer's conduct in his nature. And it is in the spirit. It is in the spirit. So now, you can safely understand the fruit of the spirit now. Go to the fruit of the spirit again. Galatians 5. We'll do another series and, and, and break down the fruit of the spirit, but not in this one. Look at Galatians 5. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Can we say we can yield ourselves to joy now? Can we say we can yield ourselves to peace? Can we say we can yield ourselves to long-suffering? Can we say we can yield ourselves to gentleness? Can we say we can, because yield is a bit, right? We can display long-suffering. We can display joy. Are you seeing it? We can display temperance. We can display meekness. We can display love, right? We can display goodness, right, guys? Because we are Christians. We are born again. Say, I'm born again. We are born again. So we can yield. We can exhibit this. We say yield means exhibit, right? Yield means show. Yield means display. So can we display love? Can we exhibit love? Can we display temperance can we exhibit it yes because it is the nature of what uh, is nature of what of the believer and your spirit so that shows every one of you seated here this afternoon there is something in your spirit and that thing in your spirit is love joy so that shows when you see yourself acting angry What's happening? You are conforming, right? When you see yourself acting angry, you are conforming. When you see yourself in strife, what's happening? You are conforming. When you see yourself keeping malice, you are doing what? That is it. Because it is not your nature again. So are you still a Christian? But a Christian not exhibiting, not yielding, not displaying his true color. You know some people used to say, I heard some Christians say, you don't know me, oh. You don't know me. You don't know. <laughs> I don't ever say that this. Or you, you have said it. Oh. You don't know me at all. If you know me, I don't take nonsense. Ah, ah, a Christian. I don't take nonsense, oh. You don't know me yet. You, I will show you what I'm made of. The only thing you are made of is that you are born of the world. Hallelujah. Say, I'm born of the world. 
You're not saying like you mean it. I'm born of the world. Hallelujah. He said, Ah, if I show you who I'm made of, if I show you what I'm made of, this is not my true color. It's not my true color. If I show you my true color, your true color is love. Glory to God. Your true color is joy. Your true color is peace. Your true color is gentleness. Your true color is temperance. Your true color is meekness. So you can't be angry. Hallelujah. Say, I cannot be angry. I, can't, I don't react in anger. No, you're not saying like you mean it. I don't react in anger. I don't react in anger. I walk in love always. Hallelujah. Look at it. So, he told us to walk in the spirit. And what does walking in the spirit means? I mean, I told you, I said, walking in the spirit means we are walking on a tread or a path that is created for one. So that shows, just like we see, you know, there is pedestrian work, workplace, right? It has been created for you, right? You know, there's something in American law now called jaywalking or jaywalking. So if you walk in a path where you are not supposed to walk, you, they will arrest you because there is already a path that is created for you. Are you seeing it? When you want to take the driver's license exam, you read all of those laws very well. Now, so that path that is created for you, there is already a path created for the believer today. And that path is that he will walk in the spirit. So that shows when we see a believer walking in love, walking in joy, in peace, in temperance, we can spot it and say, that's the fruit. Right? We can say, ah, that's the believer. That's a believer. So that shows we have to have uniformity of nature. Because there is one nature that every believer should have. And that's walking in the spirit. Say, I walk in the spirit. So Paul's instruction in Romans 6 verse 4. Let's go back there again. In Romans 6 verse 4. He says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should do what? So, and I said the new, what did I say life is? Spirit. Life is spirit. Spirit is life, right? So, can we say, Paul is giving a similar instruction in, to the church of Romans, the same instruction he gave to the church of Galatians, where he told them, walk in the spirit, and he says, the fruit of the spirit. Can we say that's similar? Because he said, we are buried with him. How many of you are buried with him? Right? You are buried with him by baptism unto death, and just like Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also, we should do what? We should walk. Can we say? Can we change this by to say we should walk in the spirit? Will we be wrong? So can we say Galat Romans six verse four is telling us to also walk in the spirit, guys? Right? So we walk in the spirit. Say I walk in the spirit. So a believer today can walk in the spirit. You can because it is your nature. Say it is my nature. You have the fruit. And what did we say fruit means? We say it is used, fruit is better understood as a result or a product. So now, the result of the indwelling of the spirit that is in the believer today is going to be seen in what? In love, joy, peace, temperance, right? Long-suffering, Right? So, can we identify an unbeliever now? Look at in Galatians 5. Let's see the works of the flesh. Go to Galatians 5. Let's see the works of the flesh. Now, look at it. It says, This I say, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the laws of the flesh. Now, look at it in verse 19. It says, The works of the flesh are like this adultery 
fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelings. Are you seeing that these are things that still happen in the world today? Are you seeing it? So, can they be the conduct of the unbeliever? Conduct of the unbeliever? Characteristics of the unbeliever? Right? So, that shows if you are acting in this way, you are conforming to a nature that is not yours again. It's like saying, you know that popular saying of, if you are in Rome, behave like a Roma. So, it's like saying, you are not behaving like a Roman in Rome. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? So, a believer... Can walk in the spirit. Say I can walk in the spirit. Say I can walk in the spirit. And I don't fulfill the loss of the flesh. You're not saying like you mean saying I don't fulfill the loss of the flesh. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and just thank him. And this this bless him.